Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back, everyone, once again to the GeoMob Podcast. With me here today is a very longtime GeoMob regular, Harry Wood, and he's going to be talking to us about OSM London and uh, his experiences in OSM as general. Harry, welcome to the show. You have quite the OSM pedigree. So, <laughs> Yep, yep. I've been involved in OpenStreetMap for... Uh over a decade now so um that's really been my main interest and angle on on the geo industry yeah uh, got involved in the project way back in uh, 2007 back when it was really getting started and what not just that but you actually worked at cloudmade right the original osm company if i recall correctly yeah that's right yeah so those guys met me because we were uh, having a crazy time uh, mapping the whole of london meeting up every week to uh, to do these mapping parties around London. Um, this was back in 2007, 2008. And, uh, and so when there was a, a job opening, I uh, jumped at the chance to uh, switch into that, into the geo industry for, for proper year. Um, worked there for a couple of years before uh, before they ran out of money. How did you get into OSM to begin with? I mean, would you have some background in, in mapping or geo or it was just a hobby or, or what got you excited at the very beginning? I actually came to it from a, a wiki angle, so I was really interested in collaborative communities and this idea of uh, groups coming together on the internet to, to build something. So uh, Wikipedia was always really interesting to me, but, but also lots of other kind of wiki knowledge bases that were springing up around. Um, and I, was, I was really interested in the kind of dynamics around that and also the challenge of creating open content for these communities. So uh, Creative Commons licensed stuff. Um, as we were doing that, um, particularly on Wiki Travel, for example, um, it's now called Wiki Voyage. One of the big kind of missing the the, the last frontier of uh, free and open knowledge was uh, how, how do we create map images? Because uh, so often you couldn't get hold of any any maps or even any underlying data to create maps without encountering big copyright problems. Yeah, I remember a talk by the Wiki Travel guy at State of the Map in Limerick. Okay, so I guess that must have been like two thousand seven or eight or something, way back in the day. And yeah, he would, I remember him talking about that. But so, so you, since the very beginning, you've kind of been one of the leaders of, of OSM London. Is that right? You organizing all these meetups and and uh, mapping parties, as you say. Tell us a bit about that. What have you What have you done? That how often do you meet? Is it how is it structured? What happens? Yeah, I mean, it started off as a cloud-made thing, kind of, or the cloud-made was providing a, a big impetus for this. But these days, uh, it's very much a community thing. Um, we meet in pubs, generally get together to chat about OpenStreetMap, the project, and OpenStreetMap contribution. So if we're, we're mapping up areas of London, we'll get together and chat about that. Um, and also lots of kind of technical talk about how to use the data and also how the OpenStreetMap server infrastructure is coming together and this sort of thing. So is, is London at this point totally mapped? Is there no more mapping to be done? Or, or what's the situation with London? Yeah, totally mapped is always an interesting question with OpenStreetMap. So nothing's ever nothing's ever totally mapped. London, if you look at it, it's uh, looking pretty complete. And it's a very usable map now these days, certainly compared with those early days. So all of the roads are in, um, all of the major large buildings, things like one-way restrictions, all these important things that you definitely expect to be in place on a map. Um, we've had in place for a long time. But uh, then you get into the details, like is, is every every house, every building on the map, is every address on the map? Certainly not yet making progress with that, but obviously that's a much bigger job. Um, also looking to map every shop in London, which uh, 
he's a bit of a moving target, obviously. Shops close all the time, so we've got to um, keep that up to date as well. It's a bit of a maintenance challenge. So it'll never really be finished, and we'll never be able to say, yes, this is totally mapped. But very much depends on your use case, and, and, and as sort of a general map browsing use case, I would say it's looking pretty pretty finished, pretty, pretty good at the moment. I can remember way back in the day, I mean, this must have been like 2006 or seven or so, we had a mapping party. Maybe this is where I first met you. I don't, I don't recall, but you know, it was, it was like a blank canvas. Like it would, you know, we had the pie map where everyone got their wedge of the pie and went out and mapped. And my wife and I, we went out and did Shoreditch and we wandered around all the little alleys and got them. But you know, now, now, now you don't, that's impossible in London. And actually when, right before I left London, it was, I think it was in 2014, Right next to where I lived, they there was a new building, and as part of it, they had a new little service road, which got an official name. And I was really excited because I got to add this this street to OSM. <laughs> and like, I yeah, don't think that often, obviously, often get to... yeah, this doesn't. I mean, the street was like ten meters long, right? So, um, but <laughs> it that doesn't happen really more anymore in London. So, what effect does that have on the community? I mean, have people dropped out because they no longer the excitement of the uncharted territory or, you know, how, how are people excited about going out and putting in street addresses and opening hours or how does that play out? Yeah, the mapping community's definitely changed a bit over the years and I'd say possibly probably slight, slightly less of a community of people who are super excited about it and want to come together to do mapping because because as you say there's kind of less uh, less of that kind of explorative mapping to do and less kind of big areas that need filling in on the map. It was, it was really good fun back in the day when we were doing that, but, um, but as I say, it's, the nature of it has changed. There's still that kind of thing of trying to complete an area in terms of shops coverage, as I say, and addresses and, and those kind of details. And so we do still have coordinated mapping parties occasionally, but mostly it's these days it's people uh, taking an interest in the area around where they live and where they work. And sort of working out, working outwards around a radius of those sort of things. So I'd say the kind of the initial kind of community thing we had of uh, coordinated mapping parties has died down a little bit. Um, but there's a lot of mapping going on still, certainly, and a lot of um, people taking pride in their neighbourhood of how complete it is on the map. Well, congratulations in that regard. I guess it worked. I mean, the city was mapped, and now we have a community of people who maintain it and keep it going. Yeah. What. What advice would you give to anyone out there listening who wants to get it going in their local, in their city or, or, or their local community? Well, I mean, what, what made it so successful in London over, over the years? What did you find worked and what didn't work? Yeah, I mean, uh, one, th one thing to stress here is that OpenStreetMap is a global project and there are parts of the world still where, where there's missing roads on the map. Um, and so we do need people to do this thing of uh, trying to build up a local community and, uh, and get their whole city mapped. And, and, and my advice, I suppose, is to uh, start small. And if, you, if you're, look, you're looking to create a face-to-face get-together, then you've got to uh, start with small ambitions and, 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 and just be ready to uh, sit on your own in a pub for uh, 10 minutes waiting for other people to show up. And, uh, and don't be too embarrassed to uh, put a sign up on your table in the pub and say, hey, come and talk to me, because that's how you get it going, right? It's always a little bit awkward at first. Um, but I think in terms of building the community, once you've got that, once you've got a bit of a meetup group happening, it happens quite naturally and organically, but obviously you can use things to try and uh, spur more growth. So one of the things I did a lot of was taking photos of our meetups and blogging about our meetups um, just to mm. try and generate more interest. Um, it also 
it was kind of um, it served a double purpose as well because there's people who couldn't attend our meetups and people all around the world, in fact, were interested in the kind of conversations we were having at the meetups. Um, and so it became a kind of a, a bit like the GeoMob po- podcast, I suppose. It's a, a, an interesting collection of, of geo thoughts and OpenStreetMap thoughts um, in and of itself. So I think that's a good way of kind of... I, I think it is those. important to, to not just to to do the work, but to do it in public to a degree so that other people see that they can join in and they, and, you know, talk about what worked, what didn't work. And then that way people, people see it's not, you know, very often when, when I first broached the topic of OpenStreetMap to someone, they think it's some big organization and there's a hierarchy and there's a, a, a very formal, like, you know, like, or do I have to like apply to get the right to have a meetup or something called the, you know, or whatever. And, and they don't realize they can just, they can just do it. Right. So, yeah, people can just do it, and uh, there's there's some sort of centralized tools that you can use to help. So, um, on the on the OpenStreetMap wiki, for example, you can list your makeup, make make a page for your meetup group, and and uh, put it on the calendar so that everyone around the world can see that you're having a, a regular meetup. Um, and various other places where you can list your stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, certainly not the case that you'd have to ask permission to to do this. Uh, OpenStreetMap is very kind of decentralized organization. That said, I do know the uh, the OpenStreetMap community in the UK has kind of gotten a bit more organized in the last year with the creation of a local chapter and things like that. And uh, one of the things now is always the quarterly challenge. Maybe you can, I, I think you've you've organized some of those or at the very least participated quite heavily in them. Tell us a bit about that and how that yeah, works. I've tried to get involved in them. Yeah. Um, every quarter we'll choose a different sort of mapping focus. Um, so there's being ones on schools and post boxes and hospitals. I think the one on at the moment is about hospitals and health centres. Um, so yeah, different kind of thematic topics to uh, try and get people thinking about different things that they might add to the map. And also, it's a, it's a way of getting people excited a little bit about contributing to OpenStreetMap, where otherwise they might have got bored of it. So um, yeah, there's kind of a game aspect to it, isn't it? Like a leaderboard, and and you can see you yeah. know who's doing who's adding the most and things like that. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, you might have, you might have considered that your neighbourhood is fully mapped, but then suddenly we're saying, well, have you mapped every solar panel on the roofs of the houses <laughs> in your in your neighbourhood? Because that was one of the quarterly projects. Um, so yeah, it just gets people thinking about those kind of things. One of my involvements was to create a bit of software to help track edits of particular tags. So um, we had a project on schools, for example, mapping old schools, and uh, I made a a nice tool that draws a graph of your own personal uh, contributions of school edits and and how that compares with other people sort of thing. Um, that kind of ranking thing is uh, a way of making a game out of it, I suppose. So so the quarterly challenges typically are successful in terms of generating a noticeable increase in mapping coverage? or Yeah, I feel like they're successful. Um, there's, there's a bit of a variety of uh, success levels with different uh, themes. Like the schools one was really popular for some reason. Everyone... Uh, got quite excited about that and, and quite excited about contacting other people to get them interested in it as well, which I think is an important aspect. So yeah, it, 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 it does kind of vary a bit with which topics we've chosen. Um, but if you look through the the list of different quarterly projects, which I think you can find if you Google it for UK quarterly mapping projects. Um, yeah, we'll get, well, I'll make sure we have a link in the, uh, in cool. the show notes. So on, on that list, there's you know, there's all these different themes and, 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 and you can still go back to those themes, right? You can still go back and say, oh, actually, 
let's let's try and map all the post boxes in my neighborhood. And some of them are very uh, generic as well. So, for example, we have a system called Notes in OpenStreetMap, which is yeah. a nice way of allowing people to notify us that there's something missing or something wrong on the map. But it relies on the community then going to check through your local notes. And so um, that's something that we're forever keen on people doing more of. Um, try and clear out the notes around your house and around where you work. So that, for example, is a project that's, you know, that's always going to be ongoing. Some UK organisations have been good for uh, trying to uh, to do those kind of things. Um, I hope that OSM UK as well will also be useful as a sort of um, formal face on OpenStreetMap a little bit. So if there's organisations out there that want to contact OpenStreetMap and get a formal response um, with a bit of a UK perspective, um, then OSM UK would be a good contact point, hopefully. Yeah, I, I also think for the long-term health of the project, we need we need more organizations to get involved in help maintaining the data. You know, the companies have a lot of data about their locations and things like that. And there must be a way to help them channel that into OpenStreetMap. Of course, ensuring first of all that it's accurate, but yeah. it's it it seems they're they're the most highly incented to have correct data. So, the or or be it community groups or schools, as you say, or um, you know, all these types of groups that, that could, they have the data, it's just a matter of getting them to contribute it and maintain it. So. Yeah, it'd be great. There has been a few interesting examples of that. Um, quite often it's organizations will come and say, well, we've got a list of locations of uh, every Shell petrol station, for example, and they'll give us that and then it's up to us to figure out how to sort of carefully merge that into the data that we've already got. Um, and that's fine. That's a, that's a good way of doing it, I think, um, is having having people approach us and, and very much with the community support to try and bring the data in. Um, and then there's other organisations uh, like, uh, I believe, Amazon Logistics um, have been very interested in improving the uh, kind of road connectivity and information about how you get to particular addresses. Um, right. So that's really exciting, isn't it? So that's, that's people using OpenStreetMap and then very actively trying to improve OpenStreetMap as they do so, which is really the kind of virtual virtuous circle that we like to see. Um, it is important that anyone, any any organisations that start editing the map on, on a mass basis need to do so with the community support and try and treat the community a little bit gently because uh, you can sort of overwhelm uh, with the number of edits that you're putting into OpenStreetMap if you're not careful. Yeah, it's easy to make mistakes, even if even a well-intended you know, beginner editor can make mistakes. So let's get back to the topic of London. What would you change about OSM in London? What or what's missing? What if you could, you know, wave your magic wand and say, "This is what we need to do in London." What's well, next? Um, there? We haven't talked much about humanitarian mapping, but one one of my involvements in OpenStreetMap has been the uh, humanitarian OpenStreetMap team was uh, something I was very involved in. Um, in the early days, I was on the board of that organization and been very heavily involved in setting up a project called Missing Missing Maps Project. The Missing Maps, yeah. And and so that has been hugely successful here in London as well. So there's very regular Missing Maps meetups um, once a month, get together in a room in an office somewhere, um, typically about 50 to 100 people coming with their laptops to uh, to join in with humanitarian mapping projects. So, and is that typically the same group of 50 each time or is it always new people coming? And, and or, or what's the typical profile of those people? Quite, quite a lot of new people they get each time. So I think it's sort of maybe a third of the people each time will be people that haven't been to the events before or haven't even edited OpenStreetMap before. So uh, part of this, this event format is that people will get a bit of an introduction to making basic edits to OpenStreetMap. 
Um, yeah, so it's a great way of learning how to edit OpenStreetMap, actually, to go along to these events. So, yeah, it's been hugely successful. It tends to be a very diverse crowd as well, so also young people getting in, interested in that aspect of it. Um, it seems to capture people's imagination, the humanitarian side of, uh, of OpenStreetMap. And in a way, it's a slight frustration that we can't encourage more crossover. So this, this is what I was going to say, is that um, it would be lovely if, if somehow more of the people who are passionate about humanitarian mapping could also get interested in mapping their neighbourhood and and, uh, and come along to the OSM London meetups um, and vice versa. So it'd be great if uh, some of the people who are obsessed with uh, local mapping would also try and understand the humanitarian mapping side of things. And so one of my, uh, my, my big kind of things lately has been trying to encourage that sort of crossover. Yeah, that, that, we'll, we'll have to get you to give a talk at GeoMob at some point about missing maps and, and exactly how the dynamic of the events and who comes and how it works and the problems of training people who are seeing OpenStreetMap for the first time. That would be a good talk. Well, it's been, it's been much more successful than uh, attracting people to do OSM London meetups, actually. So uh, you're, you're asking me what my advice for uh, running meetups like OSM London is. But in truth, I feel like I haven't really tweaked the event format to uh, got it quite right because it tends to be not so diverse, no, the same, same people coming along each time. And we really need to get new people, uh, attract new people and new excitement around it. And so actually, it's kind of interesting that the Missing Maps project is, is much more successful in that regard. Yeah, I guess that's one of the challenges. I mean, one issue with OSM London is it's, it's great because it's been around for so long. And, you know, every time I would ever go to a meeting, you see, you see the old friends and stuff and you can reminisce or whatever. But then it does risk kind of becoming a closed click, you know, and people feel like, oh, you know, you can't, you can't go unless you've been going for the last 10 years or something. I don't know. I'm not sure how you break that dynamic. That is one of the dangers in it, especially when you're sitting around the table, everyone knows each other really well, and then just one new person sort of wanders up and timidly says, oh, is this the OpenStreetMap London meetup? And this happens <laughs> a lot, and, we, you know, we have to try and uh, welcome him into the group. Um, right. Uh, the, the, other, the other problem we face is that actually we have a lot of technical expertise here in London. For a long time, the servers of OpenStreetMap were based here in London, and so the the, the sysadmin guys, a lot of them were based in London. Um, it's not sure. really true anymore, but there's there's still a certain amount of technical expertise here, and and so some of the conversations we'll uh, drift off into can be quite uh, intimidating for somebody who's not of not of a technical background. Um, and so we, yeah, we have to try and check ourselves a little bit sometimes. Uh, but if you are if you are interested in that side of things, then it's uh, a very entertaining meetup, uh, and uh, you know I, I hope that we can uh, attract a more diverse background as well, and um, and get a more a wider range of conversations happening at these pub meetups. Yeah. Any any favorite memories going looking back over the years? I mean, I can recall you you organized some uh, in August. There's always the OSM birthday party or. Every year there would be like an OSM Christmas party. I remember some of those were quite fun. So, but what about for you? What do you look back on, and what are what are the, what stands out as happy memories? Yeah, the birthday parties are always fun. Uh, different different cakes every time. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely uh, thinking back to the beginning of the project, uh, way back in, in in the beginning. This is when the whole idea felt the most kind of crazy and audacious. The, the idea that we might uh, create a free and open map of the world just seemed ridiculous. And, and yet there we were doing it, um, <laughs> creating a map of the streets of London for the first time. Um, so I think that, that, that time was the, the one I look back on. Um, to, but no, it's, it's still good fun. <laughs> it's still good fun years later. Yeah, I, I do remember the excitement of that 
initial rush of like every time you would see OpenStreetMap somewhere or whatever, you'd be like, oh my God, someone's actually using it. <laughs> but I mean, for me now, it's more, it's, it's now it's just a given. I mean, at, at Geomob, pretty much at every meetup, we see someone, be it a startup or, or someone in academia, I mean, it's just a given that they all use OpenStreetMap now. It's very, it's more rare now when people don't use OpenStreetMap because it's so easy to use and so, so widely available and global coverage. and. Yeah, yeah. Recent changes with uh, Google's charging getting a bit more strict has, has helped as well, or people switching from Google because of that. But uh, I'd like to see more kind of uh, usage of OpenStreetMap discussed at meetups as well, actually. So uh, it's it's a great forum uh, coming to the OSM London meetups to to hear some technical expertise or get help with your projects if you're if you're building a website and you want to put maps on it. Um, but we don't we don't actually get that much of that going on at the pub, so it'd be good to see more people coming along to learn about it in that way. Or uh, so we have occasionally experimented with other formats. So we had the sort of Q and A meetup going on a couple of years back, where we tried to answer people's questions in that form. Um, but it's interesting that in uh, in America, it seems like the the kind of the user community, the people who are using OpenStreetMap, um, has turned out to be bigger, and they seem they seem to have uh, larger events in that kind of form. So yes, that's another thing I'd like to see change in London, ideally. All right. Well, still some work to be done. Indeed. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, good chat. One question I always ask people at, at, on the podcast here, especially particularly someone like yourself. I mean, you've been at Geomob, I think, since the very beginning. So what has been your favorite Geomob talk over the years? Uh, well, I gave a talk myself, which was one of those. Was, was <laughs> that was a favorite moment. But uh, I think probably when Mark Eiliff uh, got up on the table and started pretending to take a dump when he was talking about sanitary uh, mapping, <laughs> sanitation mapping, that, that was probably the highlight for me. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it wasn't particularly clear that a, a dramatic reenactment was needed <laughs> for the talk. But, um, yeah. but, but it, yeah, it, he, left, he left no room for doubt as to what the topic was. <laughs> it uh, made it a memorable one, certainly. All right, fair enough. Well, Harry, then any other any other points you'd like to make or any any advice for anyone out there or... No, keep up, keep up the good work with uh, GeoMob. I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to face-to-face GeoMobs. Uh, so am I, Harry. So am I. I mean, <laughs> the, the old Zoom is nice, but yeah, I, I'm ready. So maybe, maybe in the autumn, I hope. Anyway, how can people get in touch with you, or how can they learn more about OSM London if they want to come along to a to a meetup? I'm I'm very active on Twitter, so that's probably the best way. Harry underscore Wood on Twitter, and uh, OSM London is the is the name of the Twitter account as well. All right, we'll make sure to get that linked up, of course, in the show notes. All right, well, thanks a lot, Harry. Good good chat, and uh, yeah, who knows, maybe someday we'll actually be able to share a beer at a GeoMob again soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com.
We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode and of course seeing you at a future GMOP event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.